0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com.
1: All right. Welcome to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we got a full show for you tonight. The end might be over, or the, the season might be over for the Vikings. Uh, But you can't get rid of us that that easily. We're going to continue to be here uh, as emotional support people for all of you. And uh, let's get it going.
2: Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. I'm your host, Matt Anderson. Joined tonight... By my co host Ryan Ortega and producer Dave is back there behind the screen. But he, he likes to come out on Wednesday nights uh, mainly to drink, I think, and just show everybody what he's drinking. It. And something that we have in common with the Vikings actually is, is that we've lost our roots. The roots to this show were all about drinking, sharing what we had. And we just. As as the season heartbreak continued, we kind of lost that that path, and so let's let's start there, uh, and 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 pick up where we started this season. So Ryan, how are you, and what are you drinking on this fine first Wednesday of twenty twenty two?
0: You know, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, obviously season's over, and and that's tough, but uh, you know, doing pretty well. We're pl- uh, we're Going, heading to disney on monday so we're doing a lot of that oh. pre-packing and all of that stuff right now so uh, a little stressful in the ortega household a little <laughs> bit I, I my wife's bearing a lot <laughs> of that burden uh but yes I, I you know it's good and yes i'm drinking tonight i'm finally finishing off that double oaked uh woodford reserve oh. that i had purchased I like um, and i'm happy to get I'm happy to get through it. I it, it was good. It's it's a good bourbon. I'd recommend anyone who likes uh, kind of a stiffer, less sweet bourbon. It, it's it's really solid. I, I'm one that typically drinks almost all my bourbon neat. Um, and this one, I need ice. I can't drink it just straight. Um, so I, I'm finally finishing that off. And I feel like I'm going to drink a lot tonight just given – you know what we're <laughs> talking about and what and whatnot. Absolutely. So I did pull out my new bottle of Four Roses Small Batch to, Let's uh, go. to to open that up uh, again. I got a couple more treats up in there, but uh, you know, I'll save those for another day.
2: <laughs> Which Disney awesome. are you going to?
0: We're going to World uh, down in Orlando. Um, so okay. I think I'm going to be in Joseph's. Part of the country over here, um, and oh. uh, yeah, we'll be there for we'll be there for a few days. Uh, first time for all five of us. My wife and I never went as kids, and uh, of course, our kids haven't gone yet. So, uh, should be fun.
1: It'll be, be exhausting. I will bet you that. <laughs> I enjoy, enjoy I the enjoy, enjoy the alcohol now before you get down there because it's uh, it's going to be a lot more expensive too. In the park. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, Dave, before I get to you, shout out to everybody in the chat. It's already, I mean, the show just started and I feel like the comments are just flying through. So a couple, couple things put in, in the chat, what you guys are drinking tonight. I've seen a couple, Mary's on, Mary's hanging out with her buddy, Captain. Uh, so (laughs) there you go there. (laughs) Um, and then later in the show, we're actually going to do a little bit of uh, a Q and a, so if you guys have questions you want us to answer, I know sometimes the shows get a little bit packed, but, but we have some time in tonight's show. Made out for that, so uh, thanks for joining and, and put some ch- uh, comments in the chat there, uh, Dave. Hey,
0: hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Matt, we need to put yeah. a bunda Bundaberg Rum. Stephen Powers drinking that. We need to put that on okay. the list to maybe try at some point here. He says finest ever. So not a huge rum guy, but I do enjoy it from time to time. So might have to give it a try.
1: Okay. Ooh. It's twenty twenty two. It's it's an opportunity for for new things. Don't be afraid. Of change. <laughs> uh, hey, Dave, what are you Joseph drinking there? tonight?
2: Ryan, Ooh. willing to buy a beer? I always got, I always got you, Joe. <laughs> whenever whenever you're ready. I am drinking another light circus hazy IPA because I put it in my beer mug, glass beer mug that matches the icons of this show. Because Let's go. That's what we like to do. Tito's
1: anyone? Uh, vodka, yeah. Nick, Nick Nicholas is act, asking about Tito's. I I don't know. I've I mean I drink Tito's with with some like mixed drinks, but I don't know if I've ever sipped it. Uh, maybe it's good. Kettle One I think is is a good one to sip if you're going for vodka. Uh, yeah, I'm not Texas much of a vodka Tower. drinker myself. It's the one. I if anyone's drinking tequila in the chat, let let us know there.
0: <laughs> I got I got so many bottles up of tequila up there. I'm ready to bust that out. I uh, when when uh when the ball dropped my wife and I took a a nice little shot of the tequila. That's always a good. That's always a good way to go. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> what are you drinking? Now? Uh well, well so I mentioned it pre-show with with just you two but uh I w- I was uh fortunate enough I, I I don't know if fortunate's the right word but I was in Lambo this past weekend. Uh I I just want to say that I was in Lambo. I I don't really remember it. Um and therefore, tonight I am not really drinking much of anything besides tea. I think I might be coming down with a cold. Uh, I guess I could could splash some. Would you splash whiskey into tea? That doesn't yes, seem right.
2: Well, and if you, yeah, you have know. it warm, it's a hot toddy. Yes, and it does help. It oh, does shoot. have medicinal you gotta say,
0: I was gonna say, if you're feeling a little sick, I always I always start with the bourbon when I'm feeling a little sick, and that just Oof. cleans your head out, kills
2: everything.
1: Man, I, I don't
2: berry brandy for Raymond.
1: I don't know if I could do that. Man, I'm I'm loving all this the the dr- well, I'm loving all the drinking tonight. Not myself, but for <laughs> you guys. That's, <laughs> that's are you fantastic. still hungover
0: from Lambo? Is that what it is? You can't keep you <clears throat> Hey why don't, yeah, you I, tell, I, why don't you tell why don't you tell the show about the little adventure you had at Lambo? I want to hear about the car drive home. You know, I, I want to hear oh, about yeah. the, the whole Lambo adventure here from Matt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We can we can talk about it. So a, a few of my buddies and I we went down to, to Green Bay uh for just a the weekend. They're all Packer fans. So we uh, we drive into town Saturday night, you know, we watch was Saturday the, the winter classic? Was that on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must have been.
0: Yes, it was. Yep.
1: Watch the Winter Classic. Uh, hit some hit some of the the restaurants in Town for dinner. You know, stay up pretty late Saturday night partying. Sunday comes, and the only way to stay warm when it's cold out, aside from bundling <laughs> up and being an adult, uh, is to just get drunk and get as drunk as you possibly can. And that was really my mindset going into that game because I was I I paid money to go watch sean manion quarterback this team so <laughs> the i didn't want Shawn to remember Mannion. it so yeah so we, we go to the game uh we, we pre-game very heavily uh beforehand uh next thing i know i'm waking up heading back home on monday uh and about two hours into the four-hour car ride we just had to make we, we had to pull over for a hot second <laughs> um, I, I was not feeling the greatest and and after we pulled over I felt better so that Good. <laughs> right still not great but better there.
0: <laughs> well you you were definitely on the I love you man I love you man I kind of love love drunk on uh, Sunday night so
2: well Anthony and, well, uh, empathizes with you and said it would be understanding after that last game
1: absolutely yeah, and you know, it's if if you haven't gone to Lambo before, I highly recommend. It, it was a great time. I wish the outcome would have obviously been different. Um and, and so do a lot of the people in the Vikings organization right about now, but um I wouldn't drink as much if if you go. That 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 would just be my only advice, so <laughs>
0: Hey, by, uh, by the by, like mid, I don't. know Mid afternoon, I definitely was like, I think Matt's probably going to be passing out in the stands by by halftime. <laughs> that hey. was just based on the text text we were getting.
1: Yeah. Hey, well, hey oh. you got to enjoy
0: it. You got to enjoy it. You know, I love it. I love when you get like that. You're boring. Yeah, exactly. So know, so. He's a
2: happy drunk.
1: Boring. He
0: is. <laughs> he is the happiest drunk. Actually, I love it.
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> well Dan, yes.
1: ryan i'm gonna have you recap the vikings packer game because i think the only thing i saw um was my seat probably i i don't <laughs> i don't really remember a whole lot from the game um have not gone back to watch it nor at this point no, do i care you don't to. want to uh, <laughs> so ryan give me a little recap on what you saw on sunday uh and, and, and what inevitably uh, destroyed our playoffs hopes.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I will start out by saying that obviously it didn't help ha- not having Kirk Cousins, right? Like for all the, I guess, negatives we talk regarding his contract or his leadership style or whatever, he still is a damn good quarterback. Like I don't think anyone out there is going to sit here and say he's not a good quarterback. I think the worst you'll hear is he's an average one, but I think most educated fans will say he's above average. Like he, he's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So missing a, a player of that caliber in, in an important game. And, and again, people will go back to, well, if he was vaccinated again, he get, I think he tested positive, like super late in the week. So even if he was vaccinated, he still would have the protocols. Out. There's mm-hmm. no way he could have made it uh, to the game. So I don't think the vaccination status really mattered in this situation. Um, not to outside not, not to community. go on that,
1: but is that true? Because Brian O'Neill's already back.
0: Yeah. It, yes. Uh, I, I. You have to. You, he would if you if test positive. You have to. You have to test negative twice within um, w- with a day and like like a you know, twenty four hours, right? So he would add a okay. test if negative you're on vaccinated. On, if you are unvaccinated. If you are vaccinated, yes,
1: correct. It's five correct. days automatically.
0: Okay. But I think when he. When we've heard the news, that was wasn't that Friday? Maybe it was Thursday. Yeah. I can't remember. It was late in the week, I remember, because Mania didn't even get all the first team reps like that week. So I, I just you knew that right. we were in some trouble and and you know, people were up up in arms about it again. I don't want to get into a vaccination talk here. That's not what I'm here to do. Regardless, we're missing our best player, um, in terms of best quarterback, I should say. And for the life of me, I cannot understand why we decided to go with Sean Mannion. I understand, I guess, the fact that he has a better grasp of the playbook. He's been with the team for the last few years, um, you know. But when, when you're when you're going against a team in the cold that um, is relentless after the passer with a weak offensive line, you're going to put yourself in position that a, a statue of a quarterback. And 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 I'll I'll say this outside of that one run Mannion had where it looked like he was pulling a semi tire behind him as he was running. <laughs> like he is, he made it Kirk cousins look athletic and we all know how athletic, I mean, and, and, and when I say athletic, I'm trying to put it in perspective of an NFL player, right? Like obviously Kirk's yeah. more athletic than any of us, but from an NFL perspective, he's not athletic. Right. So, um, so, so Sean Mannion made Kirk like athletic. So you have a statue back there, who basically I think where I have learned where Kirk Cousins had uh, learned to you know because Sean Mannion was brought in to be a, to be kind of like a mentor coach, uh, kind of you know second coach, mm-hmm. QB coach to Kirk Cousins. And I think I learned where Kirk Cousins learned to check the ball down so much is Sean <laughs> Mannion. I mean that dude was checking the ball down all game long he he finally took a couple shots near the end obviously when we had to it was already out of reach um but i mean it was just a pathetic game it was pathetic offensive scheming offensive game plan um i don't understand i mean again mon got in for three plays almost threw a pick six again throughout the game if you have a player with mon's abilities not his skills or his skill set not his like you know, mental so to speak, but he's going to be able to run around. He's going to be able to scramble. He's going to be able to create a little bit more. And I'm not saying he's going to execute like, but if you're able to kind of scramble around a little bit and allow your really good receivers and, you know, Jefferson Osborne, DD, you know, to, to utilize that time to get open, it's hard to cover for that long. You might've been able to create a few more opportunities downfield. And then plus, you know, have to worry about the rush uh, that Mon brings as well as Dalvin, and then that brings me to my next point. We did not. I mean, I'll typically I bash Zimmer for saying, "Hey, we need to run the ball more. We need to run the ball more." We did not run the ball enough in this game. You do not. Ha- if, if you're going to trot Mcham handing out there, you're not supposed to have him throw as much as he did. Like you're supposed to hand the ball off to Dalvin, create some unique schemes. Let's get some motions. Let's get some uh, jet sweeps. Let's get some opportunities. But you need to keep the the defense kind of on their heels but still be able to effectively run the ball we weren't able to do that i think they were trying to throw to open up the run which just isn't what we do and it's not the skill set manion has i think you can do that with kirk but um overall offensively is awful defensively i know we ended up letting up a lot of points by the end of the game we have a we had a hell of a first half i mean i thought they played well i think they held them to six points in the First quarter, or maybe three in the first
2: quarter. It was three in the first Uh, quarter, then three more before half. They stopped. No, no, no. They 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 scored a touchdown at half. Okay, they they scored. They they stopped them four times in a row. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Went three and out. I think five times in a row. Right.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Exactly. You're right, Dave. Yeah. So like, I think our defense did their part at least in the first half. And again, you needed them to. You needed them to do that all game if we we're gonna have a chance because Sean Mannion didn't give us one, unfortunately. So pretty pathetic game. Um I, I, I was very frustrated. I Matt, you and I might need to talk about this tonight. Uh I know you're a big Zimmer guy. I, I am Let's too. Go. I, I like Zimmer. Sure I, I like I, I like Zimmer. Um, but when your job's on the line, which it was, and you're leaving it up like in the, the 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 analogy that I use is he did death by a thousand cuts instead of just taking a shot and and getting and getting blown up right like he he went with Sean Mannion who gave you zero chance but it was a slow bleed because whatever at least if you went with Mond or if you tried something innovative in that sense you maybe get an opportunity where you strike gold and he didn't give himself an opportunity to do that he 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 laid the five dollar table minimum bet every hand that game instead of trying to hit a jackpot with mod and i'm not saying it would have worked probably isn't the casino that's where they make their living is off of people who try to hit the jackpot and lose right away but and then they go back to the atm and try again and try again right he could have done that with mod he didn't i i felt like that was just a sad move by by zimmer and a sad way for him to go out um with this team, hey, man. I think he he he, he deserves to go out
1: on Sunday with Kirk. So <laughs> not which is a whole, a, a whole other issue. Whole
0: other issue.
1: Well, I mean, we we can talk about about the Zimmer thing because it, I, I I had it in the show notes as something to talk about. Is Sunday's game going to be Zimmer's last game as the head coach of the Vikings? I I think the fan base is probably like two thirds. Yes, get rid of them. And then the other third is probably like even still split. Like, yeah, I could go either way. He probably should go. Um, but, you know, Chad Graff of The Athletic released something today. He said the Wilfs uh, were going out and and having a meeting to talk about potential scenarios after the season, whether that's, you know, replacing Rick Anzim, keeping one or the other, you know, however it goes. Um, so, yeah, do you think, Dave, I'll, I'll leave this to you. Uh, Cause I, I know Ryan's thought on it and, uh, and he can, he can chime in here too, but I think people can kind of figure out where he would go with his answer. But I don't know if I know specifically what you're feeling, Dave. I mean, you're an offensive line kind of guy, you mm-hmm. played fo- football, you like that kind of like tough, aggressive nature in mm-hmm. football and Zimmer brings that. So what do you think? Do you think Sunday is kind of a game where it's probably his last or are you in favor of, of trying to, to see if it'll work one more year?
2: I believe, and I've always liked Mike Zimmer, and Jason will tell you, I've always been his biggest advocate out of the climb-in-the-pocket group. Um, but this year, I've had enough. I think he's stale. He's lost his fastball. Um, it's time to move on. There is argument, and I've put it forth before, there is a logical argument that if you got – and one of Chad Graff's, I think it was five options – is you get rid of Spielman, keep Zimmer, get a new GM, have them work together. That might and get rid of Kirk. Uh Kirk. Kirk's, Kirk, you saw the stat that prior to Kirk, we won almost 40% against winning teams. After Kirk, it was just barely above 20% against winning teams. He and Kirk have not gone along. It's obvious. Everson Griffin said he didn't like him. Uh talking today on the thread you had uh, um a former tight end. Um I'm blanking place for giants. Kyle, um,
0: Kyle Rudolph Kyle oh, Rudolph, Rudolph
2: thought he's an ass. You know, it's there's there's that part of it. Now yeah. we know that the Wilfs have relationships with both Zimmer and Spielman. Spielman's been there for 16 years, right? Twice as long as Zim. And they may, and there's been the pointing, the finger pointing. You saw it at the beginning of this season. Uh, Zim going, hey, I can't make this. I need, we're top heavy. That was this season, right? When they got Kirk, it was, uh, we can't afford this and keep everything else up. Right? And that was four years ago. It's there's. It all depends on what mood they are and what advice the wolves get. If Zim stays and Spielman's gone and Kirk's gone, that would be an interesting type fit because Zip problem with Zim he's Zim's he handles some of the de- the responsibilities of being a head coach just fine, right? Other parts he does not. He tends to get myopic on his defense and neglect the offense. As a head coach, it should be all about making the entire team better and focusing on the entire team. And he could take his defensive knowledge and help the new quarterback, whoever that is, become a better quarterback and be able to read and say, hey, if you see this, it means we're playing four high. If you see this, it means we're man, right? Whatever it is. But I I think we're beyond that point. We're at the point of fire everybody. It's been a disaster. Just get rid of everybody. And that was one of the choices. You know, get rid of Spielman, get rid of Zim, trade um, Cousins is probably the way it's going to go. question is, what happens to Spielman by getting rid of him? Is he promoted to some cushy job, advisor job, where he does not have final say? Or is he released entirely? I don't know. I we won't find out probably till Monday. Uh, I read that the Wilfs are going to get together and decide on a plan either Saturday or Sunday before the game, so they'll have in mind what's going to happen. But
0: um, Um, I'd like to chime in here a little bit Uh, on on the Zimmer front. because again, I, Matt obviously prefaced the fact that he kind of knows where I'm at, uh, w- which is true. I mean, I think we all know where I'm at here, and it's not—it's not really necessarily Zimmer that I, I dislike because I really do like Zimmer. I think he's a heck of a head coach. I think he had a lot of shit he had to deal with over the last, you know, six years that he's been the head coach here, or eight years, or whatever it's been. Um, and 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 he's had a battle, and and I appreciate that for it, uh, for him where i guess i have um, issues so to speak is we let a lot of really good talent from an, uh, from a from a coaching staff perspective go throughout this time here and more specifically on the, on, on the on the defensive side um jerry gray he's killing it for the uh, for the packers right now He's he's made that defensive secondary a really for, formidable defensive secondary, right? Like, I mean, you you got uh, Alexander, you got um, you know the the the, the surge of uh, what's what's the guy's name? You got Chandon Sullivan, but uh, the kid they picked up in the middle of the year who's just lights out. He got the final pick against the the, the Cardinals in that game. I forget who it is. Um, and then their safety duo is pretty darn good. So Jerry Gray, is
1: that who you're talking? About?
0: Rizul, Rizul Douglas, that's right. Um, obviously, yeah. he wasn't able to. He wasn't able to ever make anything out of Kevin King. Uh, early returns on Eric Stokes is meh, but who knows? He's still a rookie. Um, but Jerry Gray was a very, very integral part of this defensive staff that was not retained some way. Uh, some way, uh, George Edwards, similarly, very competent, good, strong defensive coordinator for us, and he was let go. And he went on to do some really good things for some other teams. And I look at that as, okay, I know I, I get a lot of coaches like to kind of stick to owning whatever they're really good at. But if you keep some of those guys around, I think this team's in a much different spot. If Zim acts as a true head coach, a la John Harbaugh, right, who obviously he, he gets involved in, in every aspect, but he doesn't overindulge in any aspect, at least from what we know. Yeah and look at that staff, look at that staff and how well that they turn out teams. I know they're likely going to miss the playoffs this year, but like they've had some bad luck with injuries and with health and all that stuff. But, you know, you, you look at that, that, that franchise in general, the Ravens is a franchise you look at and you're like, gosh, I want to emulate that at some point. They're innovative. They're cutting edge. They have a phenomenal GM. They have a great head coach. They're, you know they, they retain their offense and defensive staff for the most part um and, and they really do a great job and 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 I look at that and say okay Zimmer could we have done that could we have retained Jerry Craig? could we have retained George Edwards um you, you look at some of the you know coaches he's fired obviously de Filippo was a disaster but uh, stavansky hired away um uh, Shermer hired away but and Norv retired so I mean I guess he you know offensively he just kind of got a Trash, pick of the letter, so to speak. Uh, but hiring Clint, well, that's kind of like, been his know, status
1: quo, I, right? Like, like that's that has like whatever you think about Mike Zimmer, his tenure here as head coach can be qualified as unlucky. Yeah. No matter like he, he, no matter what what season it was, something unlucky happened, and maybe you look at last year. You know, maybe last year wasn't unlucky. It was just poor planning. That might be the only exception to to his eight years here in Minnesota, and the fact that he had to to deal with you know, COVID being a thing in the NFL last season for the first time, not really understanding the protocols,
2: injuries last year too.
1: Yeah, but but even Zimmer alluded to it after the season last year that they probably planned poorly in like letting some of their veteran leadership walk out. Um, and not try and retain them. Uh, But, you know, overall, Zimmer's tenure here has been unlucky. Now, I will... I'm I'm not oblivious to the fact... I obviously want Zimmer back. I think that he is a good coach. I do still think he's a good leader. Uh, But I I can agree, especially with Dave, when he says Zimmer's lost his fastball. I don't know if he's necessarily... I think he's still smart. And I I think he still knows how to beat NFL teams. I just... I don't think he has a passion for it right now. I think he's so beat down. He's been so unlucky that it's just like he's just having a hard time becoming passionate about what he was so good about. And it's it's hard, right? You 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 teach and you preach these players week in and week out for the last 8 years only to see these new guys come in and they can't, you know, pick up your defensive scheme. They're, they're you know, they're they're not playing sound gaps. They're, you know, they're trying to do too much and then you're also like frustrated because rookies aren't progressing or you know one of your top corners last year you know had off field issues and now you just lost a first round pick like I think it's just it's just all kind of come to a head and you know whether or not I want him to be back I I do I do feel a change is probably necessary for all parties involved whether it is you know for Zimmer personally or just the team as a whole I think I think I've seen it in the chat here. I think the message is lost. I don't think he's quite reaching these new guys how he used to. I think he's obviously got Harrison's ear. He's got Barr's ear and he's got Kendrick's, right? Uh, And probably Daniil Hunter as well. So he's got his four like original guys that really will, will go to bat for him. But the rest of them, they they weren't here in the golden years, right? When, When this defense was dominant, they don't, I don't know if they really are buying into what Zimmer's trying to put down on the defensive side of the ball. And then Ryan, you touched on it too, right? Offensively, Zimmer has never been hands-on with the offense. We've seen it maybe this year for the first time when his job's on the line, he started to meet with Kirk Cousins weekly to kind of talk about. That's something that probably should have happened sooner. Because I know he did it with Teddy. And I Sam think he Radford, was. I know he did it with I, Teddy. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I know I know he I know he did it in the past. So I just think that. You know, when we look back at the last four years, specifically when Kirk Cousins gets here, and it's not to shit on Kirk Cousins by, by any means, but when when Kirk Cousins arrived, Rick, Zim, and Kirk, whether they liked it or not, they were tied at the hip, and they were gonna they were either gonna soar together or sink together, and unfortunately, here we are four years later, and with Sunday looming, it looks like they're all about to sink.
0: Well, and you look at Zimmer as the kind of the oracle, right? I mean, he called us from day one that, you know, you go and sp- spend all that money on a high-priced quarterback, I'm going to get fired. And that's what happened because he needed – his calling card was that defense, and he wasn't able to m- maintain that high level of defense with the high-priced quarterback. And, again, this isn't Kirk's fault. Like, it's not his fault that – we offered him a contract that was lucrative to him that he accepted. Like it, it just it is what it is. But in reality, what we needed to do in Zim's mind, and probably is, you know, I think a lot of us would have agreed, is you, you maybe keep one of those two or three guys from that 2017 quarterback room. Again, this is not and, and this my words will get twisted, right? This is not me saying case, Teddy or Sam Bradford is better than Kirk. They're not better than Kirk with that being said if we keep one of uh, one of those guys and draft still a wise, Bradford failure, was, but anyways well yeah right i mean from a health perspective bradford can't say healthy but yes you're right i think bradford's one of the best peer passers i've ever seen but um, go, going back like you you keep one of those guys bet on them to kind of mentor and coach up a rookie and that rookie class The quarterback that would have been left over from us in the first round was Lamar Jackson. Again, doubtful that that would have worked with the offensive staff we had or whatever, but again, and then they had second, third round picks that they could have went with whoever, but that's probably the route that should have happened. Zimmer would probably be happier. I think the fan base in general would have been happier in, in one of those situations. Um, and and yeah, it's, it's just crazy. When, uh, Wayne, Win, you you come up with a lot of good points here. Sorry, we're not trying to neglect the chat here. I, you guys have all put in a lot of great commentary in here and questions, and we'll get to some of them here in a little bit. But um, it, it, you're right; it's it's not her yeah, fault put, put for getting off of the, in the contract. Chat. But it's it's but it's also it's also like I, I don't want to put blame on anyone because if you're Rick, I understand why you did what you did. If you're Kirk, of course, you're going to just take – you're going to take the best situation mixed with the most money, which, again, I think the Jets offered him more money, but he knew this was a better situation, right? So I get why Kirk came here. I get why Rick did the deed, but I also understand what Zim was saying. And with all those three combined, it just is an – it was an unfortunate um, combination of factors that all went in at the same time that just didn't work for the – for the trio
1: yeah yeah I I think I, I think we're all on the same page right I think I think what makes this topic so sensitive amongst Viking fans is we all care about this team so much and we just we wanted to see it work right we were in the NFC championship game and we were led to believe that Kirk Cousins would be that missing piece that's that's the that's what we were sold on and it didn't happen and that's frustrating and I get that like I I feel the same way. I I had to watch my favorite player leave because he became so frustrated and now he's having a great time over in Buffalo. Like it's just it's sad how these 4 years have gone because this is a group that I think we all could have probably got behind and and been happy if they won a Super Bowl and now we're left to to kind of pick up the pieces potentially, right? We're we're speaking in uh, hypotheticals, I guess we don't know what will happen. There's a chance that Zim stays, there's a chance that Rick stays, there's a chance that Kirk stays um for one more year or longer. Hell today he said he'd like to be a, a Viking for life. So uh we'll we'll get I more wonder if anybody in, asked
2: him if, would he do that if he uh took a pay cut of twenty million this season.
1: <laughs> I
2: think that and, and, is and the, the issue
0: with that though <laughs> is is that he's not a twenty million dollar quarterback though. And that's the hard part well, that, that, that like he's worth million. more than 20 mil. He's worth that He's worth more than 30 mil. He is. It's just that we, it doesn't work for our team the way it's structured. If we came in and we had a, um, if we had like a real, like if, if we were the Browns even, right. If we are the Browns and we had a team that's loaded and stacked and I, I, and he comes in for Baker Mayfield. Maybe we can sell them on the fact that they probably could do what they need to do to get to a Super Bowl or a deep playoff run. But that was the good the good of Bills we were sold, and it didn't happen with actually one of the same coaches too, right? So, but Kirk right. was probably the most effective under Stefanski than he has been over any coach that he's had here too. So that kind of also plays into it. But. Um, <laughs> But but we're Amen, not Joseph. we're not them right now. We're not there right now. We're not even close to to being that competitive. We have a top heavy roster. We're losing like seven, six, seven starters on defense because they're on one year yeah. contracts. They're not even that good anyway. I mean, I don't even know why we're like upset about losing Breland, who has already gone. But um, and Mackenzie Alexander and, and Xavier Woods played okay this year. But like we're we're, we're in a tough spot here where we can't just be able to pay him 25, $30 million and have it work because we don't have all the rest of the pieces to to afford that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, so it just doesn't make sense.
1: I'm going to pause this conversation because we have so many weeks of off season to, <laughs> to talk about this even more. And, and that is something else we need to figure out is how we want to roll through this, this off season. But There is still a game this week. Um, Zimmer has said he's he's, – well, is it meaningless? Because Zimmer's trotting out the starters. uh, But I I did want to – Zimmer
2: wants to say he has never had a (laughs) 10-loss season.
1: I do want to – yeah, that's probably a fair point. Um, I do want to to get your guys' thoughts on – like what can we look forward to on Sunday? Like if if you're if you're gonna watch the game, if you're gonna go to the game, like what is something that we should be watching for um, and looking forward to? I'm trying to instill uh, some optimism in this in this uh, conversation. I was gonna say, what do we hear coming
2: <laughs> out of the stands? Um, but part of that will be muffled yeah. because they just put out today that everybody's gonna be masked.
1: Well, they might want to dub the. Uh, they might, they might want to reach into their back pocket from last year and pull out the, the crowd noise uh, just so we don't have to hear Fire Zimmer or the Boo Birds that come out eventually.
0: I mean, I, I just Wyatt don't understand is, the is point. Do the
2: practice, Andrew.
0: I, I just don't understand the point of um, playing the starters this week. Like, I'm not saying we need to like, intentionally tank. That's not what I'm saying because I'm not really a, ever a compo- uh, proponent of tanking, but. Oh, There's no value. Nails
2: it. Better draft selection if you lose. Sure.
0: Yeah, and that's great. I mean, we'll, you know, we, we're we going to range in from 9 to 14, right? I mean, that, that's probably where, where we're yeah. going to land. But, like, why are we not trying to get a look at what we have on roster that isn't, you know, already established, right? Like, let's see what uh, Amir Smith-Marset has. Let's see what um, Kenny Owangu has as a running back. Uh, Kellen Mond, obviously, he doesn't look great, but. or at least from what we hear. But like, why wouldn't we want to look at that, that that information, gain data points? Like, for example, let's say Zimmer isn't fired, right? You you said that maybe there's a little, little, tiny bit of optimism he's not fired, right? Yeah. Why would you not want to prepare yourself as best as possible for next year to say, okay, Kellen Mond has a future, or he doesn't? And obviously, he made that comment that. I see him every day in practice and I know what I have in him is maybe that's good enough for him. And and that's fine, but we don't see what he has in practice and and us as fans want to see that. We want to see that progression. And if there is any, but like we have all this talent that was poured in over the last couple of drafts that aren't playing Chaz Surratt. I haven't seen a snap out of him this year he was, uh, and no, he was a he, third round pick. He played, Didn't he play a little bit early. He did, not play, he did not play defensive snaps.
2: <laughs> but he played special I, they teams. they do running. see him but, on, you know, every day of the week, like he said. Yeah, I don't care about – like, like the, the issue for me for is us that as a fan, I to want to see, see him it. is not what the coach focuses on. The coach focuses yeah, on I, I, how are we going to – who are we going to put out there? How are we going to scheme him for the best chance of winning?
1: That's it. I'm not I'm – not I, I, mean, I don't want to pin us against you here, Ryan. No, I, I understand I that and,
0: and I'm okay if I'm in the minority here. My issue is is that I buy season not, tickets
1: the
0: to the well in this chat I am probably, but yeah. I buy season tickets to the Vikings. I go and spend my hard earned money every like every year I pour in a couple thousand dollars a year just to watch this team. Thank you, Steven. And there's thousands of people that do that, right? Thousands of people that buy Nick these Steven. season tickets. And us as fans, I think, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying we deserve a say in it, but like, I want to see what the future of this team is. I don't want, I know what we have. We have a losing team. We are already going to have a losing record. I already know what Kirk Cousins is. I know what, Uh, you know, I, I know what all these guys bring. And then and then to add the injury risk. Okay, what if Kirk Cousins tears out his knee this game? Or Justin Jefferson blows out an Achilles? That, that, that already ruins your 2022 season. Because they're not so, going to come back into that
1: fast enough. I have I have two, a, a couple counterpoints, and I'll see if I can get through both of them. The first one is you. You're obviously a season ticket holder, right? I wish I was a season ticket holder. Hopefully someday. Hopefully someday, as I yell <laughs> back to my wife. Um, but wouldn't you want to see the best product out on the field, right? Like you're paying. Like we just got rid of a preseason game, and now you're you guys are clamoring for another one because you want to see these guys play and and i get it right like we want to see the future we are the fans we are locked in this hell every single year we want a glimpse of what we have behind the starters i get that but there is literally no incentive none for mike zimmer regardless if he's here or not next year to play uh or at least start, I should say. Maybe at some point throughout the game you'll see some backups, but there's no reason to just call this game a wash because when you think about it, he sees I mean he already alluded to it. He got ripped apart for the way he approached it, but he sees these guys every single day in practice. One game against a shitty Bears team is not going to make or break an evaluation. It's the only thing it's going to do is satisfy a fan base. Desperate in praying that Kellen Mond is something more than what we think he is. Which, as as of this moment, as of today, all we know about Kellen Mond is that he's ass. That could change, but that's just, that's just what we know. And that's that's sure, my reason for not. And, and I agree. Backups out there.
0: And I agree with you to a certain extent. Like, yes, of course we want to see quality product, but the quality product that we've put out there has lost us nine games or eight games or whatever it is, right? Nine games, right? So they've already lost us nine games. They've already gotten us out of playoff contention. So I've seen what I need to see out of that. Like I it, it, that's over with now. The see there's no point to play those starters and risk injury. Like we like again, like I said, if if Justin Jefferson goes out there and he tears a patella. We're done. We're done. Not this. year. We're already done this year. Now we're done next year because we're without our best receiver. Dealing can't stay healthy anymore. You have KJ Osborne on 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 staff, and that's about it. And what are you going to do? What? Why? I so you said there's zero. There, you said there's zero incentive. You're right. There is zero incentive, but there's also like the risk reward. And again, it's very unlikely that an injury does happen or a significant injury happens. They don't happen all that often, but it could. And you can oh, you can make that you can make that two percent or three percent chance zero percent by seeing what you have in some young talent. That's all I'm trying to say is I I, I was excited about ISM at the beginning of the year. I thought maybe yeah. he would win the the wide receiver three job. I want to see what he has. He caught a touch on earlier this year. That's cool. I want to see what else he has, and and I don't want to see Sean Mannion like that's just <laughs> Wyatt da- Wyatt Davis. Why Davis had a pretty darn good preseason, and we haven't. And Blake Brandle's getting yeah. snaps twos and threes. Well, I, sure, but Blake Brandle's getting snaps over him in 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 the regular right. season. Right, and he can't beat Dakota Dozier out. So, but but like why? <laughs> like like where is that coming? Like we gotta that see is a it big in action. Question like, mark I gotta. For sure. s- I, I got to see like what the hell I mean I never had the super high hopes like uh, for Wyatt Davis like a lot of fans did. I know a lot. Why well, did? I thought he was as... going to be
2: able to take that next step and be the guard we yeah, wanted. Yeah. He had the strength. Yeah, a lot. um he had the yeah. ability, especially the year before he came into the not his senior year but his junior year. Um yeah. No, it it looked promising, but there are players that hit the NFL that were very very good in college and they just flame out. You can list tons of Heisman winners that just don't make it. You can ma- name some first round drafted quarterbacks that are crap, right? And just yep. don't make it. It's same goes with linemen. There's some that just can't make that transition. And for some reason, he seems to be one of them. One of it, part of yeah. it is poor choices. He came in overweight for a guard and out of shape. You can be overweight, but you can't be out of shape. He was out of shape when he came to camp. That instantly puts you in the doghouse, right? Now you've got to work twice as hard to get out of it. He's never done that. He hasn't done it to where he can move up anywhere up the um, depth chart. He's played a a dozen or two snaps on special teams, and he can't make it off of that, right? And that's limited. It's there's something yeah. wrong there, and yes, I wanted him to be big and I want to start. We're all talking about hey, by game six, he's gonna win that starting job, and it's all gonna be great. And our line so improved, and our line is a little bit improved this year, but he never scratched the surface, and that right that is that is worrisome.
1: Why, David Yankee? That? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> David, David, David Hancock
2: had, yes. had a better. No program.
1: I know but it, that name is just so funny because I, it, it is very similar but it's just a name I have I've completely erased from my memory so
2: Well I'll think of David another one Willie Beavers he's starting well this week
0: yeah, yeah that's yeah that's gross um, real, real <laughs> quick here you know I we, we talked about uh, the you know earlier in the show the fans and you know we, we've gone on our tangents and that's great some of the fans or yeah. fans uh, the, the the people here watching the show I really appreciate you guys all uh, you you put some questions out here I want to ta- talk about one real quick because obviously I have a close connection to this player at least I in my TJ heart I Cl-
1: oh, Clifford,
0: Cliff, Clifford, a while ago, and I and I scrolled back up to find it because I wanted to make sure I answered this. Clifford had uh, posed a question: Browns call the Vikings, and they want to swap Mayfield and, and Kirk Cousins, plus their first, and I think we have to give up a third. Would you do it?
1: Did you did you did you pay him to put that in there? Because that is too close to what we've been talking about. In other you know, chats, so, no,
0: I literally, I literally didn't. He literally just offered that out there, and it's been uh, out in the Twitter feed.
2: People have talked about and,
0: it. And, and, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, Social you look at the North teams North that North need a. <laughs> You look at teams that maybe need a quarterback, right? You got like the Steelers, right? They, they have a quarterback retiring. They have a good oh, okay. team outside of the quarterback. You have the Browns, great team, poised for a uh, playoff run or a Super Bowl run, need a quarterback. Uh, obviously, I think they have a quarterback, but he's been injured all year. Um, you, know, you got the Broncos. Uh, Panthers even have a decent defense. Like You got all these teams. So we look at the Browns. We, we talk about this in the climb in the pocket, like group chat, and and then Matt and I and Miles and and one of our other buddies who have a kind of a smaller group chat. We talked about this exact scenario today, um, and I think most of us are on board. I think you know if you can get a first round pick in uh, coming back to you for. Kirk cousins. And then of course you can get a, a quarterback with Baker Mayfield's talent and, and pedigree. Again, he obviously he played awful this year. He, it was his worst season as a pro. He did also. not show up, he, but yeah, but and you look at the last three quarters of last season for the guy played. I think he was like a, a graded out as like a top six, top seven quarterback. And then you go and you look at the Kansas city game and he, lit up kansas city and played really well and then against houston at the beginning of that game he like completed like nine for nine or eight for eight or something like that and then he went down with an injury and ever since then he's just he had a couple peaks but a lot of valleys um i would absolutely do that you have your fifth year option for him that he's going to play under next year as as uh, miles gorham had said uh in, in our chat you have the ability at that point then to franchise him. So let's say next year he plays great, and then you go and franchise him to make him prove it, and then you can give him a big contract. That's great. I mean, that that puts us in a position to have an opportunity. And in the meantime, you can still go and draft a guy or two mm-hmm. and see what they have. If you want to draft somebody this year, a uh, Malik Willis, um, you know, uh, Kenny Pickett. I, I know some people are really high in Carson Strong. I need to look, you know, do some more diving into his tape. You know, there's some talent at quarterback that's not super high end, but it's not always a super high end talent that ends up being great NFL quarterbacks. Tom Brady's a good example. Russell Wilson. I mean, there's a lot of examples out there of guys who aren't picked one, two, three, four, five, who end up being great talents. Um, I, I absolutely would go that route if it, if it was an option. I don't think it ever will be. I don't think that anyone's going to get, not anyone. I don't think that the the Browns and their front office are, dumb enough so to speak to give us a first round pick for Kirk Cousins all well knowing that they're going to have to pay him a massive contract extension um, because he's playing on a, a $35 million cap hit for them uh, however you know I think it's possible that if that was a possibility I absolutely would do it Raymond uh,
1: at least every I agree other year. I agree with with Ryan I agree with what Dave just responded to, to Raymond as well um, there are there are a few questions in here, and we we said that we'd get to them. So if if you have more, keep uh, keep firing them in there, and we will try to to answer them. Um, I want to talk about uh, Nicholas's question: Will the gritty stay in Minnesota after the fifth year option? Uh, I don't want to you know cast doubt on the future of Justin Jefferson here. Uh, but historically speaking, when it comes to our star wide receivers outside of Adam Thielen, um, they have all left. And uh, it's we've seen Randy Moss make his way out of town. We've seen Sidney Rice make his way out of town. We've seen Percy Harvin Percy make his Harvin. way out of town. We've, we have, we've seen Stephon Diggs make his way out of town. I think these next few years are going to be very pivotal for the future of Justin Jefferson. I do think he'll probably sign a contract extension because why wouldn't he? The Vikings can give him a, a boatload of money, but I I think maybe shortly after that. Um It depends he be, on he who's
2: here and what the organization is like. If, if exactly if who we land a star quarterback that feeds him daily, um every game, he's he'll start going out. anywhere. Yeah. Um yep. when yeah. you mention Randy Moss or um uh, Percy Arvinds. Percy, right. I mean, they are are Percy. And then you have um, our boy here. Diggs. Diggs. Digsy. There is – there's always been some bad quarterback and bad offensive calling. Something bad that's happened. So if that bad doesn't happen, then you're golden. And that's what we hope that with a new regime coming in, if the Wilts make the correct decisions – and we get lucky, because there is luck in football, um, that we can have him a long time. We can have him, hopefully, his whole career, and he sets all sorts of NFL records, goes to the Hall of Fame. But it depends yeah. on how things change. Before I'd JJ needs
1: leaves. his Joe Burrow. Yeah. Like, look how yep. happy Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase look. If I, you I, get I, that Nancy tandem.
0: Higgins, oh, my goodness. If you get like, that tandem, that offense,
1: so. you can flourish. I
0: mean, you look at that offense, um, they got Chase Higgins, Mixon, like yeah. Tyler it's, Boyd isn't even talked about anymore. And he would be uh, – well, I guess he'd be our third receiver too probably. But, like, I mean, you they got still, some man, talent still... on that offense. Uh, hey, Dan Hanneman, he he put a, a comment in here. Of course, any comments going to come with any Oklahoma ties I'm going to address. Um, he said <laughs> we should have drafted Creed, Creed Humphrey instead of Mond and Wyatt Davis. Um, I 100% agree. I was banging the table for it. We all know that I was banging the table for Creed Humphrey. And when I realized that uh, I day two of the draft, I, I was offering an errands or something, and I'm like watching it on my phone. I'm like, how is Creed Humphrey still on the board? And it was like the end of the second round almost. I'm like, trade up, trade up, trade up, trade up, trade up. We didn't. And now he is what? The best football, uh center in football and – um they have a they have a staple in that offense for four years and likely they'll extend them for 10 15 years and
1: yeah
0: i mean we all we all knew it we all knew that that was going to be there so
2: come draft time you were on the you guys were on the live draft show and i remember you pounding the table uh next time we might listen maybe the vikings will listen
0: I'm telling um, you guys, I should be a GM or something. I, I you know, I hit on Jalen who, who's, who's Johnson. The Saints Creed guard. Humphrey. Who's the Saints uh, which,
1: guard that we missed out on, or was it a center back then too? McCoy. Uh, oh, Eric that McCoy. was That's that was Eric asked.
0: McCoy. That's a center. Uh, and then they also drafted yeah. Caesar Ruiz, who I liked a lot. Um, yeah, they've hit a lot on their their offensive line traps. So
1: yeah, um, I think our. Uh, one of our favorite uh, people, Mary, asked us a question here. And so I'll let us each go through one of these quick. Um, I'll go first because everyone knows my answer. But uh, of, the, of the three choices, which one would you stick with if you just can pick one Kirk, Zim, or Spielman? Uh, for me, I'm picking Zimmer. Uh, I think he's been horribly unlucky. Spielman has had, you know, 12 plus years to figure his shit out, and he, he just hasn't quite done it the 2015 draft class is still kind of carrying him along uh and he in my opinion lucked into justin jefferson because the eagles butchered that uh in kirk you know good quarterback makes too much so ryan what do you think
0: if i had to pick one um let's see, just that's, one that's just it yeah if i had to just pick one that's tough um because i i, I i'm whatever you on say for all of them. I would pick I Spielman. I I'd pick ah. Spielman. I don't care if you clip this. I'll pick Spielman. Um, <laughs> but I hope if we pick Spielman, it's in the form of a demotion to, like yeah, some advisor role because I don't I don't want – I'm ready for a whole new change. But well, both,
2: uh, I'll guess Spielman – Both has, Spielman and Zimmer will be paid next year and into the following year. Whether they're right. earning a paycheck or not, they're getting paid because of their contract. Cause of their contracts. Yeah. So, I you know, I, I I'll take Spielman, I
0: guess, just given the fact that he, um, you know, just we need a new voice in the locker room. I think, I think Zimmer's position is the most important of them all. I mean, quarterback is the yeah. most important, but like, but like Zimmer Z, head coach can really <laughs> drive a culture change and, uh, yeah. I, I love it, Wayne. I, 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 <laughs> I love it. Uh, but like, you know, the head coach really drives the, how well the team progresses and not progresses. I mean, you see it year in and year out with all these different coaches. And, you know, if you have if you have a great uh, coach, you can really move forward, you know, move mountains. And uh, I just Zim's had that opportunity. He's been unlucky with that opportunity, but he's had the opportunity. Mountains were not moved. Um, and and anyway,
1: it's time to move on. Yeah. Dave, what are I your thoughts? I agree with
2: Wayne. Option E, that would be <laughs> a bot. <bomb. laughs> Fair <laughs> enough.
1: They all need it. Um, it's their,
2: it's all their fault. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, GMAC asked a question earlier. He said, who do you want for GM? I'm going to, I'm going to leave you guys with some suspense there. Uh, we will dive into that next week. I think I want to kind of see where the chips fall. I don't want to speculate about something uh, a little bit more prematurely. What were you deucing on there, Ryan?
0: Oh, I was going to say maybe two. I'm not going to be a part of the show next week. I apologize. Uh, I'll be in Disney, and I'm not going <sighs> to. Tell
1: me you live on air. My-
2: you got to send I'm us some clips miss- of you screaming going down the kitty uh, roller coaster. <laughs> That Wednesday,
0: we're going to be at a Hollywood studio, so we'll be on the uh rise of the resistance, right? At some point. oh, that's so maybe I fun. can clip that. Oh, yeah, it should be good. Yeah, Being yeah. Brandon's at big, uh, yeah, Brandon's a big fan of that one, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I have some GM candidates in mind, I, I know. Uh, whoever uh, fills in for me next week likely will as well. But if you don't cover it next week, uh, in two weeks, I can uh, I can help dive into that as well.
2: Oh, and that's going to be an interesting question coming up too. Will the Wilfs hire a GM and allow the GM to pick the coach? Or will the Wilfs pick a coach and then a GM and tell them to work together? Or a GM and then the coach and tell them, hey, Tough up. We're picking both of you guys. Now you got to make it work. That's going to be an interesting question. We find out hopefully next week. So,
0: and, and yeah, in my I, opinion, I, I think that's a tough, that's a tough situation because I think if we do move on from Zimmer, I I'm, I'm a relatively big believer that a GM should pick a coach because as we've seen it play out in front of our eyes, it's very important for those two to be very locked in together. And if they're not, so. it creates issues. So, but if we move on from Spielman, we need to find a GM, like, right, like yesterday because we don't have a lot of time before a lot of these head coaches, the candidates that maybe are intriguing are going to start being picked off.
1: So right, we're going uh, to
0: yeah. really, really need to do it right away. I'll take Chicago.
1: Yeah, I'll you, take
2: this. Yeah, whatever it is.
1: Y- yeah, you've got to move quick uh, on all your decisions, which I think is why they're meeting preemptively, right? Like, they want to make sure they're meeting before this game. And they're they're gonna hit the ground running um, on on Sunday night after after the game. Dave, I sent you a um, a ah, picture is. over mm-hmm. over Twitter, uh, and I wanted for those who are watching tonight. Um, I, I wasn't on last week; we didn't have a show. Uh, but I wanted to show everybody uh, what my parents got me, which I will start drinking from as soon as I I start partaking again. Um, <laughs> So we'll just wait for tapes. This going to take a while. I got to go
2: to original post, which it's not going to allow me to do. Damn
1: it! Uh, well, if it doesn't work, then we'll figure it out for maybe next week. We'll do it next week. Um, <laughs> anyway, I mean, is, uh, do you guys have any like questions? I, I, I don't know. I think I think this was a great show. Mm-hmm. I had a great time.
2: We love the interaction in the side, in the comments. Yeah. Now, I wanted to ask people in the comments, have you been enjoying the Vikings daily sit rep that Jason and I have started to put out this week in earnest? You eventually see other folks from Clem in the pocket do it when Jason and I take a day off or two. Um, has that been beneficial? It's a recorded show. Usually goes up in the afternoon around lunchtime, somewhere in there. And, uh, you know, Dave, I did
0: Hopefully see some people it. comment earlier uh, that that they've that they've enjoyed it. I mean, it was way up at the top, so I mean, we could probably scroll through mm-hmm. the comments. Um, it, it looks like Raymond says he has. Um, it, you know, honestly, it's a great show. I mean, I love it. You yeah. know, you know, it's it's quick, it's good, It's uh, super good content within it. Um, I'd love to you know be one of the guests on it at some point, you know, I mean, it's, hey, it's just, can. it's, it's fun. It's fun. You know, I'm really proud of this team over the last, uh, I don't know. I I've been part of this group for about two years now uh, in terms of on this show, I've been in part of the group chats and stuff for a little longer, but for on shows and stuff, uh, you know, you guys were dumb enough to let me on air about two years ago and it, it's just been such a great experience. But well, yeah, and, and and you'll continue to, but um, but it's really been such a great experience for me. I think all of the the whole crew from Jason, our fearless leader, to Dave, our fearless—I mean, literally, you know—we're nothing without you, Dave. Um, and, and then everyone in between with Miles and, and Matt and, and uh, Yinka, you know, one of the founding members, Jr., who's on the Greener Pastures with ESPN. Uh, but literally, you know, it's just been such a great crew, great experience. I think that, you know, a lot of great content being put out for Viking fans who want a, uh, re- you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, we're, you know, blowing sunshines and rainbows up your ass because we're not, we're never going to be that. We like to be relatively real on this show and provide a realistic perspective. And sometimes it's not what we want to hear. And sometimes we're off base. And sometimes we're wrong, too. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're being genuine and honest. And, and um, I, I think that uh, the, the fans enjoy that. Um, you know, Viking fans, you know, not the fans of the show, per se. but um, and, and, you know, it's just been a great experience. I think everyone does a great job, including you, Matt, even though you're
2: sober. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to answer a couple <laughs> questions here real quick. Nicholas, yeah, go Drew for it. and Ted yeah. are doing their own show. It's called Vikings Report. You can catch it. They have a YouTube channel. You can catch it on YouTube, and they do post it on Bailey Norseman as well. They did leave Climb in the Pocket Network side after last year. They, they had a different vision. There's just more humor and slapstick, and you'll see that over there. It's quite entertaining. I'd highly encourage you to go find it and watch it again because it can be very, very fun to watch. And the other question I wanted to answer was Stephen asked, what is rep? SITREP is an acronym that's uh, short for Situation Report or Situational Report. And the whole idea of that sh- show or that brief, we hope it to be two to five minutes minimum, you know, up to about 10 max. But we want to hit a highlight of what's happening in the Viking sphere, whether it be yeah. on blogs, on news sites, on uh television, wherever there's Viking news, that we can grab at least one item and talk about it with you. Something that you may not have thought about, something different. Yeah. And we may get off on a silly side. We may talk about pickle juice and Sean Mannion drinking <laughs> pickle juice um, <clears throat> during the last game. But it's hopefully something that will help you stick you know, to this team throughout Throughout the year, we hope we wanted to do it daily. We may not get to daily quite yet, even though we've gone three days in a row so far. But we want to do that so you have a connection to the team, to us. We want to have a connection with you guys. That's the big deal. And uh, that we keep growing our fandom together. And hopefully there is good times around the corner, right? That we're moving Absolutely. on up. And hopefully in the next regime, we'll see the big house and we'll be if you know, there is an extra Yeah, we'll be contending and we'll be competing for a Super Bowl and we'll hopefully get our first Super Bowl win before I check out. So that's <laughs> that's what this show's all about. It's just to keep us connected with you guys and connected with the Vikings world because we love it. We we love we yep. this is the team as I said on the show that we want to love. And we're going to try to foster that for everybody.
1: Dave, I got I got one more thing before we before we wrap this mm-hmm. up. Um, Raymond asked if we're going to do you know action reviews on draft picks and whatever. The, what the, are, the offseason is is maybe some of my my funnest times with climbing the pocket, um, especially around draft mm-hmm. draft time. We'll, we'll be live that whole weekend as we were last year. If you want to see what that's like, you can head over to our YouTube page and check it out. All those videos are still there, including me and Ryan frustrated that the Vikings didn't trade up for Justin Fields live in the moment. Like we're watching pick after pick uh, for three straight days and it's super fun. Um, and as far as this show goes, great guests. Yeah,
2: really? We yeah. We had some great, great guests. guests. That like, yeah. thing,
1: mm-hmm. and, and we'll have those guests as well throughout the off season. I mean, last year leading up to the draft, we had, you know, former defensive back, Eric Crocker, who played for the New York jets. We had Thor Nystrom from NBC sports edge, Jordan Reed and how with ESPN uh, is always kind enough to stop by. Plus, people Doogie, like uh, Darren Wilson, Phil Mackey, uh, Matthew Caller, Luke Braun—all your favorites—they'll um, be Matthew here, and Collar. I can guarantee you that we will get a good chunk of them back. So, and we'll
2: try um, to get Courtney, but there was—we tried last year, but there's a deal with a contract that—but we're going to try.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, all your favorite beat writers, thank you, basically. everybody.
0: And we're going to, we're going to be around all off season. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, it might not be every week. Obviously there's going to be some dead weeks potentially that we end up sitting one out, but you know, Matt and I are going to try to be here, uh, Obviously, we appreciate everyone watching. We'd love to have you on, you know, even maybe as a guest at times, you know, we'd love to get, you know, some of the people who are watching involved a little bit here and there um, as we can. Um, It's just been a lot of fun. Hopefully we get some fun guests throughout the off season. I know Doogie had said that he'd be um, able to join us sometime here in January. So that'd be uh, a good opportunity for us to try to lock him in again. Um, and, And so, you know, obviously, I I what I provide to the team is a little bit of you know uh, draft coverage right like I do a lot of I do a lot of scouting like ho- at home couch scouting so I'm not a, no professional or anything like that but uh, I, I do tr- try to provide some perspective so uh, I'll be working with the team to try to provide some scouting reports and things like that Tyler uh, foreigners who you know maybe is a little bit more dedicated to that uh, I think this is
2: you know his well, career he's now got uh, to but, dig it. USA Today NBC. and NBC, NBC yeah.
0: exactly. So you know, at some point, we'll likely lose him to some of those opportunities. So I'll, I'm always going to be here for you. I'm never going to be trying to make this a career. This is more just a fan that just loves the Vikings and wants to see what's best for us. And what's best for us is to draft as many Oklahoma Sooners as possible. So uh, <laughs> let's keep that going. Think, let's always keep. You're good.
1: <laughs> Dave, with, with that comment there, I think uh, it's time to cut the mic. I think <laughs> I think it's time to end this show. So for everybody in chat, I want to thank you tonight. You were lighting up the comments. Yeah. If you haven't already, I know some of our fans have alluded to it, but like the video, like our Facebook page, like our Instagram, YouTube, you know, it's all out there. So uh, like and share and let's uh, enjoy this off season together. And for the last time leading up to a game, Dave, what do we say?
2: Go hey, 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 wanna... Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregate. Skull, everybody!